Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Those who would trade our freedom for security have embarked on this downward course. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. They use terms like we must accept a greater government activity in the affairs of the people. This was the very thing the Founding Fathers sought to minimize. They knew that governments don't control things. A government can't control the economy without controlling people. And they know when a government sets out to do that, it must use the full power of centralized government. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape. This is the last stand on earth. We're back. I'm your host, Garrett Goldsberry, my co-host, Kirk Elliott, Kirk Elliott, PhD, and you are on the Samurai Silver Report. So uh, we've been out for a couple weeks just with, uh, you know, crazy summer schedules and everything else. And I know next week is Labor Day, so we figured we'd try to sneak one in before Labor Day and then get back on track. So uh, real quick, go over to Kirk Elliot two L's two T's PhD.com forward slash SGT SAM. Check out uh all the stuff that Doc has to offer for your precious metal, 401ks, 403Bs, etc., IRAs, etc. 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 So that being said, um, how are you, sir? Hope you had a great weekend and let's dive right into the chaos. Well, I am doing great. Um, hope you had a nice one as well. Um, boy, since the last time we had a show, which is a couple of weeks ago, there's been a lot that's that's actually been going on. So Biden passed the uh, or signed into law the Insurance Reduction Act, which mm-hmm. really should be renamed the Inflation Creation Act because of <laughs> what it's going to do. Right. So it was like a, it was roughly a four hundred and eighty billion dollar spending bill. Right. 300 and something of that was for environmental type things, cleaner air, cleaner energy. Well, that's just very expensive. And all that ever does is it causes gas and oil prices to go through the roof, right? Mm -hmm. So number one reason that inflation is going to go up from this Inflation Reduction Act. Number two is any company, and, and some people hate this issue. Some people don't care. But um, but it's the reality of what it is. So so companies that make a billion dollars with a B a year or more have a minimum tax of 15%. So so and obviously we want companies to pay their fair share of taxes, right? It's like, but here's the reality of like, let's say you're Amazon or something, and I'm just using names, the big, huge monster company, they're gonna have to do stuff offshore, they're gonna do things. And so ultimately, a lot of these big companies ultimately sometimes get down to like a 0% tax burden, right? Just because of different loopholes, different write-offs, different- Yeah, they have the money to move their stuff out of the country and everybody goes, oh, we're going to tax them. But if, you know, 90% of their business is done overseas where they avoid the tax laws to begin with, yeah, so they're 15%, they're only getting, you know, big 15% on, you know, a million (laughs) dollars, right? you know? So so here's the issue though. if they have a, a minimum tax guaranteed bottom line of plus 15%, who's going to pay for it? Well, they're just going to raise their prices 15%. 
they're not going to have that margin squeezed out of them. Well, and I so think that's the, the, the one that you saw most recently was Ford with the electric cars. Oh, we're going to give you a $7,500 tax credit. And Ford's like, okay, cool. We're going to raise our price to $7,500. Like it can't <laughs> right. be more, it can't be more in your face than that to be like, Oh, that's not how economics works. They're not going to pass it on to the consumer. So like that's real time, you know, calling BSBS right there in your face. Like, how do you deny that? I mean, you you can't deny it. I mean, and but but the reality is, companies are are never going to be squeezed. Even like with the inflationary pressures we're seeing, right? When when producer prices are going up, you know, 18 percent. Um, well, what are they going to do? They're going to raise prices, right? Mm-hmm. So so this is where I know that the books are, are are cooked, right? Because the retail inflation, the core CPI that we see, is up eight and a half percent. But the last number for for producer price index was up twelve. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, are they really eating? You know, three and a half percent. No, they're not. Which tells me that the the consumer price index numbers are are phony. As, mm-hmm. as you know, as a three dollar bill, right? So, so. But here's where this Inflation Reduction Act actually gets worse than actually raising raising inflation. And that is there was a lot of talk in it about central bank digital currency, about moving towards um, getting away from fiat-based money as, as we know it into something that's digital, which I don't care about getting rid of fiat money. That's what we want, but not to this, right? Because not to another, not to another fiat currency because it's all no, fictitious. Because They're just making up numbers out of the air and putting them in the computer. Yeah, it just becomes digital rather than mm-hmm. than paper, right? So we're not talking about the ultimate jump towards like a quantum financial system, which brings freedom, monetary freedom back to the people, right? The central bank digital currency, um, the way that Biden put it in the act, he's talking about they're going to have multinational cooperation between other countries or which America is going to take the lead, blah, blah, blah. What is that code for? It means, okay, we're going to share a bunch of information to other countries about everybody's spending habits, right? 100%. So, I mean, that's what that's what that means. So here's where when we start to connect some dots. So if you look and everybody watching your show here, Garrett, can look at executive order one four zero six seven. That's executive order one four zero six seven. This was passed back in March of twenty twenty two or passed. That's a stupid word. It was written. written. Yeah, <laughs> it was written. It was written. No. Yeah, nobody passes an executive order yeah. written into into existence. So it kind of was just glanced over. Nobody really paid much attention to it. But now when you couple it with this bill, it becomes really creepy mm-hmm. with, with the Inflation Reduction Act. So if you, it's, a, it's a long executive order. It's like seven sections. But in section four, here's what it talks about. And I'm going to bullet point this. Yep. Legal surveillance of all U.S. citizens. Complete control of all bank accounts and purchases, the ability to crush free speech and silence opposing voices in the executive act. Right. So so here's where um, it, it starts to get. And how do they do this? It's They're talking about central bank digital currency. Right. Because what do they want to do? They want to get away with paper cash. So in the not so distant future, those those bills that you have in your pocket, the twenty dollar bills, the one dollar bills right there. They're going to be soon no better than, than just simply toilet paper. So what are the what they're talking about bringing in is, is a programmable digital token mm-hmm. like Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. But but Bitcoin, but Bitcoin was evil. 
Yeah. It's, it's evil, but they want to do it. As long as they which, do it, it's, it makes total sense. Yeah, which is why they're wanting to control is total stupid, sense. Stupid taxes. They're wanting to, to control who, who goes into it, who comes out of it, right? I mean, but oh, yeah. But that's because it's decentralized and decentralized cryptocurrency does equal privacy. When you want to centralize it, it's the opposite of privacy. Mm-hmm. It's total control. Complete control, complete clarity of transactions. You know the source of all the funds. This is how they're promoting it as being something amazing, right? But but all you have to do is just pull the sheets up just a little bit and you'll see what's under there. And, it, and it's nasty because with these digital tokens, the government has the ability to monitor your cash remotely. They can turn off your bank account at the touch of a button. And if that's not bad enough, they can track and record every purchase you make. Yep. Right. Completely different from online banking and nothing like crypto. Right. It's it's kind of like having a spyware program on your bank account is is what it is. Yeah. At all times. Yeah. At all times. So they can tax us. So they can tax us more and send our money somewhere else. Yeah. So so let's let's take a, a peek at whenever a bill is written, you have to know who wrote it. Right. Because once you know who wrote it, you can understand where they're wanting to take it. Right. Because it's their it's their motive. It's it's who's behind mm-hmm. it. So who's behind central bank digital currency? Well, it's a bunch of progressives um, con- with communist socialist agendas. Right. That these globalists that are putting all this together. So if they love it and they think it's amazing, that should be a note to self. Don't like it. Yes, right? exactly. There's something well, about it that you probably shouldn't <laughs> like or possibly all of it that you shouldn't like. Well, we you say it all the time. If there's any candidate or anything backed by uh, Georgie, you, you, you run as fast as you can. And we can't say his full name because then they yank us off of everything. But uh, as James likes to call him, Mr. Iflaps. So, uh, you know, any candidate or anybody connected to that foundation or what he does, run as fast <laughs> and far as you can. Mr. Right? Iflaps. You know, his <laughs> eyes are all like, well. <laughs> yes. You know so, what I'm talking about. As soon as you said yeah. I flaps, right? Because yeah. I know who you're talking about. So, <laughs> yeah. so what what these digital tokens do? What do they call it? A Fed coin or, or central bank digital currency, whatever they're gonna call this dumb thing, right? Um, if they don't like you, if they don't like what you're spending on, if you step out of line, you're gonna be punished, right? This is what this is all about. But but here's where this has gotten really big, Garrett, because this is not just the what the Fed is wanting to do with this executive order. 90% of all the central banks in the world are looking towards central bank digital currency. Why? Because when you act in paper, there's there's no taxes they can collect on that, right? If it's mm-hmm. under the table, you know, it's you pay the landscaper, you know, with cash, mm-hmm. right? They never claim it, right? So so the government's trying to make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a money if, grab. It's a money grab. If there's it's money grab, call it what it is. It's a money grab by the by the central bank, right? And it's a way to control people. Where out of out of fear and out of manipulation, it's like they don't like the church you give to. They don't like the the gun store that you go to. They don't like the politic politicians that you donate to. They don't like the the food that you buy. They don't like where you travel. They don't like your lifestyle. All of that now can be actually shut off with a button if they don't like you, right? So so this is why uh, out of convenience, people say, I don't need to carry around dirty money that might have COVID on it. I don't have to touch all this stuff. I don't have to. 
all I have to do is have this cool little phone and the app and it's like a digital wallet on my phone. It's going to be amazing and it's convenient and it's quick. Uh, it is until somebody doesn't like you. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. what they don't understand. Yeah. So, so this is the problem with this and, and it really is already happening. It's not like we even have to speculate with it, um, but there are kind of workarounds, right? So how do you, outsmart a digital system right well you this is what you and i have been talking about for a long time with with gold and silver it's a get out of the system kind mm -hmm. of a kind of an investment because it's you can take delivery of it you can hide it in the ground you can hide it in your call space you can put it in a gun safe right but if and and in small pieces like a one ounce silver round you can use them for barter because here's the thing even though this is probably going to be, looks like it's slated for December, January timeframe to start implementing this out. Now it's probably going to be a very long rollout period, right? You can't change a currency overnight. Yeah. But, but so I'm not saying that, Ooh, December 13th, boom, it's done. And if you're hoping with some start, primaries and everything else, they put the brakes on this bullshit. Yeah. They're going to start rolling this thing out and it'll probably be a couple year rollout. But in the meantime, the closer you get, the, the more that markets like stock bond real estate, they don't like change. They don't mm -hmm. like disorder. They don't like, even if it's good change, they yeah. don't like, it. they like consistency of future expectations. So this is a big change when you're talking about a change in a monetary system. So stocks, bonds, mutual funds should come just sinking down to earth. Right. And so, so, and gold and silver should thrive because they thrive on chaos and uncertainty and turbulence. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so ever since the fed, raised rates about two and a half weeks ago now right they raised them another three quarters of a point um within two weeks after that silver was up 11 percent mm -hmm. now in the last four days it corrected so it, it lost about half of that but we're still up about five percent we're talking about two and a half weeks though right yeah. this, is, this is a huge return when that's even at that that's over 100 percent gain in a year if that trend line continues right so yeah what we're seeing well we saw that big drop and now you're starting to see it like boom 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 come back to ratchet up right and and this is why how many more rate increases are we going to have because every time there's a rate increase you see this mm -hmm. in the metals markets right so well we've only had four right we're, we're supposed to have about 10 so so probably for the next mm, six months or so every single month they're going to continue to have them and the Fed said something last week that that tells me that that we're probably going to have more than six more. They said we're going to aggressively fight the inflationary pressures that we're seeing with raising rates to whatever it takes. Right. So so they're not going to stop inflation. So what's they're, the what's the rates right now? The inflation rate or the yeah. the uh, no the the interest rate. So after the last on, time they they yeah they raised so. It. They raised last time, just a few weeks ago, three quarters of a point. The month before, three quarters of a point. The month before that, half what's the total on that? Quarter. So we're up about two and a quarter percent in the last four months. Okay. Okay. But where did we start? We started at about three, right? Mm -hmm. So, so that puts the Fed fund rate at around five and a half. But what are what are um, mortgage rates doing i think See, they're the in the sevens right you're yeah exactly mm -hmm. right they're, they're much smarter than than the average bear because what do they do they give you a big lump sum 
to buy a house and then they're going to get paid off in 15 or 30 years. Yeah. So what they have to try to do, mortgage lenders are smarter because they have to try to look into the future and say, where's the economy going? Is there going to be a propensity for us to get paid back? Well, what is what are the mortgage rates tells us when when they've more than probably doubled the rate of growth of the Fed's f- Fed funds rate because you can't get a 30 year mortgage for less than seven right now. Nope. Like lucky, right? And so so what does that mean? It means, well, boy, they don't they don't expect the economy looking forward. They're saying, yeah, this is what the Fed raised rates up to like five percent or so, but we're jumping ours up to seven because we want a better reward for the risk that we're taking for giving people money. That might lose their jobs or get eaten up by like inflation. It's not looking good, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so you've got this going on. But but here's here's the thing where we kind of sort of wrap around to where we started the show with, which is the central bank digital currency, right? Um, What is what is the Eastern Bloc countries now starting to do? When you look at China, when you look at Russia, and you look at the BRICS nations, right? Yeah, they basically have gold backing. To yep. their currency because China is the largest miner of gold. You know, they they have more gold production of gold on the planet. South Africa is right up there with them. Um, Russia has backed their currency with gold already. Now they're bringing in Saudi Arabia into the BRICS nations, which what has what? If you watch the Beverly Hillbillies, that's black gold right there. Yep. They've got all this oil and, and they, they took away the petrodollar. They said, nope. We're not taking U.S. dollars for exchange for oil anymore. This is like the largest oil producer on the planet, right? So, so then how are we buying oil from them still? If they're not taking the U.S. dollar. Who I, I have I have absolutely no idea. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. pretty wild. If you think about it, if they say they're not taking the petrodollar, which is the U.S. dollar. And Saudi Arabia is supposed to be one of our biggest allies in the in the uh, Middle East. And now they're saying we're not going to take your dollar. Are we paying them with gold or are they going to take digital currency from them? One or the other, or we're selling we're selling off our own U.S. Treasuries and paying for it in, in rubles or whatever else they want, right? I mean, mm-hmm. because Russia's already drawn the line in the sand. It's like we're not selling oil or gas for anything other than rubles, no. nothing. I mean, so so they're they're forcing the issue. And do you think they're going to be nice to the United States? No, they're not. They're going to say, especially you, are <laughs> not going to pay for it in U.S. dollars, right? So, so here's where this petrodollar system, which is the only reason why we even have demand for our currency, Gary, is, is because all international oil settlements are traded in U.S. dollars. That's built in demand for currency. It allowed us to print without discretion to yep. inflate and devalue our currency, right? You're, the more that you print, the less it's worth, which means it takes more of that to buy goods and services. That's mm-hmm. inflation, right? Well, so yeah, exactly. Because it's not scarce anymore. It's not like, oh, there's only a hundred million of them out there and the value of that comes up, you know, then there's trillions of it out there. You're like, well, I can just wipe my butt with it. Right. That's what it comes down to. I mean, it becomes I mean, there's stories of of Weimar Republic Germany after World War One when the Treaty of Versailles said, hey. Germany, your your rent and mark, whatever the currency was called back then. Yep. It's like uh you you have to repay your war debts. And they said, What? 
we, we kind of won this war. It's like, well, yeah, but you have to repay all the countries that you bombed the living daylights out of. Yeah, I was watching some. They said it was that. the equivalent of like a trillion dollars back here that when they put the Treaty of Versailles on them, and then they collapsed them, and then they came back with the, what was it, the Deutschmark? Or, or yeah, it was back. just the German mark. So, so yeah. they, they said, well, they because they used to have gold back currency back then. And they said, well, we're going to have to abandon that. We're just going to have to print because we can't pay off this war debt. So then they started to print. Well, that's when their inflation went so sky high that that people were having to be paid twice a day in wheelbarrows full of cash before the loaf of bread doubled from yep. lunch to dinner time. Right. I mean, this is how quickly it gets out of control. Um, and so so what are we seeing right now? Well, well, we don't have a gold standard. We haven't had a gold standard since the early 1900s. We you know the Federal Reserve came in, but we've still had built-in demand for our currency until now, right? Yep. So now we're no different than any other country on the planet. If you print without discretion, you're going to lose international demand for your currency. This is the problem that we have moving forward. So I don't see the inflationary pressures subsiding anytime real soon. I don't. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we need to protect and preserve everything that we've worked so hard to accumulate over the years. That's why gold and silver are so incredibly important mm-hmm. uh, because they're they're the best inflationary assets that you can have because they're not debt based like real estate. People pay cash for gold and silver. It's not leveraged, but it's a thing, and things go up with inflation. Garrett. So this mm-hmm. is why we want to make sure that our because we can't stop inflation. But what what can we do? We can identify it. We can go into something that goes up with inflation. That's what gold and silver do so incredibly well, better than any other asset on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So, I mean, that being said, definitely go over to KirkElliottPhD.com forward slash SGTSAM. They can give you a free consultation to see how best they can help you, whether it's investing it into gold and silver, uh, you know, buying gold and silver, you know, physical precious metals. Um, definitely go over and check them out. They've helped myself out, helped some friends out. So um, check it out. And uh, hopefully you guys have a great Labor Day weekend because we just labor for other countries but whatever so <laughs> you know but uh you know keep the head up there are ways to you know try to combat this in these scary times as best as possible um but uh yeah like we said there's positive things there was a lot of scary things in there but there's a lot of positive things and and you know like gi joe said knowing this half the battle so <laughs> on that note doc always a pleasure having you on um hopefully uh not next week but the week after we'll be back on a pretty standard schedule once all the kids are back in school labor days out of the way etc and then we'll keep fighting the good fight and helping point me in the best directions as we can possible so once again always a pleasure sir and we'll talk to you soon i think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers those who would trade our freedom for security have embarked on this downward course whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the american revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves they use terms like we must accept a greater government activity in the affairs of the people this was the very thing the founding fathers sought to minimize they knew that governments don't control things a government can't control the economy without controlling people and they know when a government sets out to do that it must use the full power of centralized government. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape. This is the last stand on earth.